And welcome back to Formula Breakdown. This is Ross here with Caleb, getting ready to review the inaugural Las Vegas Grand Prix. It's round 22 of the 2023 Formula One World Championship. Caleb, what, where where is this race now? Where is it at? It's Las Vegas, right? It's it's in the pocket, oh, and it's where? It's out of sight. It's out of sight. Totally wasn't tracking what you I was were... trying to pass yeah. that to you. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't. That's not mine. That one's yours. No, man. It's it done and over with, and honestly, I, I was really taken aback by how much crap just went on this weekend, both negative and positive, but we didn't even get finished editing with the preview episode, and some crazy nonsense was already happening. I had the YouTube video, like, rendered while this was all going on so it's like oh well you want to record some more because something just crazy happened i had free practice one up which i don't usually watch but i was just so interested to kind of catch some glimpses of the track and the drivers on it so i actually was watching free practice one live like you were but i was walking around the house and doing chores and, and like getting my my christmas tree decorated and stuff and you're you, you just wait, start wait, blowing wait, wait. me up you, you decorate christmas trees before thanksgiving yeah, no, absolutely. No, after. Here's my thing. No, I just, I, I get it. It's so much trouble and to only have it up for 30 days kind of feels like a waste. So I put it up a little early. I usually put it up like right after Halloween. So oh, yeah, actually, I actually waited a little while. You're, you're uh, a monster. Hey, look, I know some crazy people who put theirs up like in September. So I think, I think I'm pretty reasonable here. I do know people that live around me that have Christmas lights and the whole nine out, like blow up Santa Claus and everything out in the front yard. I'm like, come on, it's not December yet. We got to get at least past Thanksgiving. That's my rule. Put your damn tree up when you want to, anybody. I will be putting mine up as I'm watching qualifying probably this weekend for the next Grand Prix. That's fine. That's your right as a, as a United States citizen. Put your tree up when you want to. But Caleb, talk me up about what I missed because I didn't get to watch this live. So how did this play out? I think I messaged you like laugh out loud, FP1 suspended nine minutes in and you're like, what? What happened? So at first you just think Carlos has like a very bad engine failure or something. It looked violent. It's like, oh, something just dropped out the ass into this car or something happened. You, you didn't really know what happened. And then all of a sudden they suspended and the commentators are kind of like, what? What's going on? Like, they don't even know what's going on. And it, a few minutes passed. I'd say a, it seemed like a solid 10 minutes passed before we had any idea of really what happened. And somehow one of the manhole covers for one of the little water meters popped up out of the ground. And this isn't like one of the huge manhole covers that a man or person is supposed to go through. It's like just one of the little, you know, like eight inch ones, one of the smaller ones for like, you know, when you're supposed to turn your water off before you start working on your house, Ross. It's one of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We don't need to go into yeah. that today. We don't have to go into that one, but just say Ross had a little bit of an incident in his bathroom one time and water started going everywhere. It was one of those covers, one of the smaller ones. Popped up. Somehow it broke the welds. Those are all welded down. We're like, great. This is a awesome start to the weekend that we have ahead of us. How many more of these things are going to pop up? And then they kind of delayed FP2 to like 3 in the morning, 2.30 in the morning, their time. So that was like 5 in the morning for us. So I just woke up and saw the results. I didn't even watch FP2. Um, so yeah, a lot of craziness. It's a pretty common thing. I wouldn't say common, but it's happened before. It's happened at Monaco. It's happened at a few other places before. It's even happened in purpose-built tracks that aren't street races. They'll have, you know, a drain cover so that water doesn't build up on the track. And those have popped up before. So it's not out of the ordinary for that to happen. But for it to happen 
10 minutes in to this, what was what we all expected to be a shit show of a weekend didn't help anything at all. It looked like a bad omen. Yeah. And it also was really unfortunate for not only the fans who paid to be there, but also like the drivers and teams who really needed that time on track, valuable data. So it just looked like a bad omen, like, cool, they just lost an hour worth of information to like get their cars set up the right way. So it was like another point in the negative, like, this is not going to go well. Yeah, it, it didn't look great. Ferrari ended up having to make extensive repairs to that car for Carlos, and it actually resulted in them taking parts that they couldn't afford to take, and they got slotted with a 10-place grid penalty, which just smells of horseshit to me. And I think there should be some kind of regulation or rule in place that accounts for the track being the result of a damaged car. I don't know. Yeah. It felt really harsh for me. And if Carlos hadn't had that 10 place grid penalty, the, the complexity of this race would have been totally different. Yeah, I agree. And I think everybody else kind of agrees with that as well. I think everybody kind of threw their hands up in the air and I don't think there's a single person who was like, oh, well, that's those are the rules. Like that's that's what happens i think everybody was on ferrari's side on this for the most part i i think those rules are way too black and white as in like oh they had damage to the car sorry it was caused by the track like i feel like there should be a gray area where it's at the fia's discretion or something or they can do something about it to where it doesn't affect a driver it doesn't affect the team like that was completely out of their control they had nothing to do with it whatsoever it's not like ferrari ran off of the track and hit something off the track that the promoters and everyone who put the race together didn't expect a car to run over no this was down the straightaway it was part of the track carlos didn't do anything wrong ferrari didn't do anything wrong and it ended up costing them a bunch of money and some valuable points because what now ferrari's like neck and neck with mercedes going into the final race for the constructors four points yeah that's right so that's a ton like carlos would have been up there top five for sure for him this weekend and that didn't really happen and it made his job saturday just that much harder which he eked out second on saturday in the qualifying session insane that this happened at midnight local time which would have been 2 a.m. here. I did not watch this live. I was not. I was spent Friday night and was not trying to stay up to 2 a.m. We got back from the bar. We went out. We went to a high school football playoff game. And I got back at 1.30. So I had a little bit of a buzz going on. So I decided to do some dishes, do some housekeeping. I'm sure my downstairs neighbors loved me walking around at 1.30. And so then I laid down and I passed out. 10 minutes into qualifying. And then I woke up to the commentators freaking out about Logan Sargent. It was an okay qualifying session. Q1 with the McLarens going out was a big surprise. And then Q2, you had Hamilton and Perez not make it to qualifying three, which I feel like has happened more than once or twice this season. Those two not quite getting, just getting their laps right. So it was an okay qualifying session. And yeah, both Williams making it into Q3 was insane. Their one lap pace was looking really promising on Saturday. And this wasn't just ninth and 10th place. This was sixth and seventh, which is crazy. Really had me getting my hopes up for Albon, especially, and really meaningful result for Logan Sargent, who is still the only unconfirmed seat for the 2024 season as of recording. Good for him. Kind of sad they weren't able to translate that to real race pace uh, during the Grand Prix. Had some other stuff going on. Just didn't work out in in the long form format. So, yeah, but I don't know. This was kind of a middle of the road qualifying session. I still wasn't sure how I was feeling about this track at the end of qualifying. Uh, It was okay. Okay, qualifying. I watched the highlights and 
just it was qualifying you didn't really know what to tell from that you didn't know how the race was going to go from qualifying but a lot of the drivers were saying this is more of a racetrack instead of a qualifying track i think we've had some of those i think monaco is definitely one of those qualifying tracks and not a race oh god racing track um there's several others but this they were right this was definitely a racing track and not a qualifying track. I want to get into this race, which started at midnight our time. It was 10 p.m. local time. I have no idea. I really wasn't sure how I was going to feel about starting a Grand Prix at midnight because there's some races that we start watching that late and it's not good. And But this, I don't know, something about it being in Vegas kind of had like a fight night kind of feel, which I think is what they were going for. And it worked here at least. I don't know if it'll work in the coming years, but I was kind of jazzed and amped for it. And then uh, there was that incident in the first turn and then a really scary crash from Lando early on. Kind of had me worried that this was going to turn into a demolition derby. Uh, You and I got to watch this together, which I think is only the second or third time we've done that this season. And I think I communicated to you like, man, I'm afraid this is going to turn into crash and bash and twisted metal. Luckily, it did not. I was really fearing another Australia where we were up till three in the morning and there were red flags everywhere. I was really planning on that happening. I really thought it was going to. The surface of the track was dusty. The start of the track, they had speedy dry all over the track because I I guess just some of these old cars just leaked a little bit of oil on the start finish straight right where those cars are taking off and they need all the traction possible. I thought it was going to be a recipe for disaster and somehow Max had a pretty decent start at least right there with all that speedy dry right in front of him it didn't really affect him whatsoever he did get a penalty for depending on how you view it pushing leclerc wide i think both of them just drove wide but max opened himself up to get the penalty by going wide as well but didn't matter in the end there's so much happened during this grand prix we're not going to be able to beat by beat this just all you need to know is there were 82 unique overtakes during this race which is the second most passes we've had this season behind only the Dutch Grand Prix. Um, and it was a delight. I mean, I, I was so shocked between all the pomp and circumstance and ceremony and ballyhoo going into this. And then uh, the mess that was FP1 and just kind of the sideshow attraction that we had going on. I think all signs were pointing towards this is going to be a disappointing on-track performance. And what we ended up with was maybe one of the highlights of the season. Um, yeah. Spoiler, I'm, I'm letting the bag open a little bit here, but this is one of the ones you need to rewatch if you want to come back to the 2023 season. Yeah, I think after the race, I don't know how many times I had said, like, this was the best race this year. This was my favorite race, and it was. It was really, really good. And usually I'll watch a race on my television and I'll scroll through my phone. And especially if we're watching a race together, and that's usually me sitting at my computer, I'll like have it on a window on the side and I'll be doing other stuff while I'm kind of watching the race. But last night I had full screen. I was watching it the entire way through. It was excitement from start to finish. There really wasn't a lull anywhere because kind of had Max fighting through the field. And then you had another safety car. You just had this shuffling of pitch strategies. So there was overtaking, like you just said, going on. I mean, every single lap. I mean, we had it all the way. We'll talk about it here in a minute, but all the way to the last lap, we had overtakes going on. So yeah, it was just exciting. Anytime they don't just cut away from Max for 40 laps, it feels like we're getting a competitive race again. And it's so fucking refreshing to have a competitive race at the front, which I know Max is probably managing at some point. And then he, of course, dropped back to uh, try to protect Perez, especially there at the end. 
But still, like there were laps led by Leclerc, and there was times where Max had to serve his penalty and move through the field again. So it felt like an earned victory. Yeah, I don't know if that's fair to Max when he's winning by twenty seconds. Because the marriage of him and his car earned that 20-second gap, but it's bad viewing experience for me. So a race like this is right up my alley. Yeah, it was great. It was really what I guess a lot of the newer fans that probably started watching around Drive to Survive, and that was the Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen, his Max Verstappen's first championship, and it came down to the wire. So I think a lot of new fans expect every season to be like that, every race to kind of be like that. And past two years, we haven't got that at all. And it's kind of refreshing to have a race where it, you know, somewhat comes down to the wire. I mean, Max could have pulled a George Russell Singapore and, you know, went off the track on the last lap and it was still wide open. Most other tracks, he's 30 seconds ahead. He could easily pull back on and still win by 10 seconds. So for it to be like that close and you really didn't know what was going to happen until Max really turned that last corner and he even slowed down to help Checo try and stay ahead of Charles near the end. So there was actually some teamwork going on there. It was really fun to watch. It was actually a very refreshing thing to see. And hell, Lance Stroll got P5. He started 14th. I know we don't have any notes about that. I don't even think anybody brought that up during the race because the fight for first was so interesting. To me, he's like a one of those glass sliding doors. Like I just don't see him. I just look right through him most of the time. Yeah. No, I think we were both really surprised, pleasantly so, how suited this track was for passing and following close because it really saved the day. Like there was so much going on and when the race direction got it right, you got to see all of it. Um, but for the most part, they did okay. Yeah, I could hardly remember a race this season where I had less spurts of boredom. Like there was no lull. There was really no moments where I'm like, oh, okay, we've settled into this mess now. Things were happening all the way up to the end. And and shout out to Leclerc and Perez for those last few laps. I was sitting there saying, no way Leclerc's going to go for yeah, it. And I was, ca- and I was saying lunged, the opposite. I was like, ah, he's... <laughs> he lunged right there at the end. I was so impressed with that move. It was just tidy enough and he got away with it. And it was the driver of the day, rightfully so. So that was good for second place. Max wins his sixth race in a row, 18th race this season. Clerk snuck into second, and Perez back on the podium for the first time since Italy, I think. So that means Red Bull wins their 20th race this season, which breaks Mercedes' record of 19 race wins in a season. Most likely Red Bull extends that next week in Saudi Arabia to make it 21 uh, with only one blemish on their record, which was Singapore. Yeah. Uh, insane season. Yeah. Might never be duplicated, except maybe by them next year. Yeah. Ho- hopefully not. I'm hoping the competition kind of catches up next year. It seems like everybody is starting to somewhat catch up this year. They're shrinking that gap. Granted, Red Bull has said they haven't been developing their current car, and all their focus for like the past several races has been on next year's car. And it's supposed to be an evolution of this car. So that may be a daunting thought for all the other teams is that, oh, crap, they haven't even worked on this current car. They're just still good. Um, So, yeah, hopefully next year will be a little bit better, but I don't have huge high hopes for it. Yeah, the domination continues by Red Bull here. They secured their first ever one, two officially in the Drivers' Championship. Perez now out of reach from Hamilton. They are only the ninth ever team to do this in 73 years. So they've joined rare air with the likes of Mercedes and Ferrari, McLaren and Williams, and then older defunct teams like Lotus and uh, Brabham and Cooper Climax and the old Alfa Romeo team 
who did it in the inaugural year of the Formula One World Championship in 1950. So really cool stat. Had to go look through that. That was fun research. But only nine teams in almost 75 years have done that. And Red Bull is now one of them. But that's decided. But lots of other things still at play. Caleb Sainz and Alonso, both of the Spaniards at an even 200 points in the fight fourth. And then Norris is only five points back. So depending on how that McLaren looks next week that could be a big swing for those guys and similarly aston martin trailing mclaren by nine points for fourth in the constructors championship so a lot of money still be decided there and you hinted at it earlier but mercedes and ferrari only separated by four points for second place so while red bull ran away with first everybody else is still pretty tight together as far as points go yeah I am actually excited about this last race. I know me and you are probably just ready for this season to be over with because it's kind of been a drag these past few races, except for this last race was pretty exciting. But I am hoping that next week is pretty competitive. Hope Max just sails off into the sunset and we have a really fun battle with the likes of Ferrari and Mercedes and McLaren and Aston Martin. I just hope it's a fun weekend next weekend and hopefully the teams we're pulling for mainly McLaren, they ink out their wins. Everything has pretty much felt like a consolation prize since Max won the Drivers' Championship. So it has kind of all felt like a second-place ribbon, like even a good race like this. I'm like, okay, well, that was a good race. That was a great race, actually. But I wish the championship hadn't been decided two and a half months ago or whatever it was at this point. It would have been even better if there was still a lot of things to be decided. That's just not the way motorsport works. So for me, this was an A-plus race. Uh, you couldn't have asked. The, the bell-to-bell track action, it ruled. I mean, it was awesome. If all the temporary tracks could be like this, I think we would be much better off. Hamilton called it like, it was like Baku, but better. And I agree because Azerbaijan was trash. So thumbs up for the track and maybe less of a thumbs up for all of the stuff happening around the race. Yeah, for sure. The Weekend did start with a pretty large sore eye, but it redeemed itself on Saturday night. And then the random drive to the fountain. Yeah. Just to confuse everybody right at the end. Yeah, that was odd. I think they'll work out those kinks next year, hopefully. We are here through 2025, so we've got next year and the following year to figure out all the logistics and figure out the pre-race ceremony bullshit and everything. Hopefully, they'll kind of fix some stuff, but don't change the track. I think it made amazing racing. Don't add any chicanes anywhere. Don't add any turns. Just keep it how it is. The upside-down pig was awesome. So, (laughs) A-plus for me as well. I think we both agree that it was by far my favorite race this weekend. I had zero hopes for it, and I think that's what made it so much better is... Your favorite race this weekend? Favorite race this year. My bad. Okay. You get what I'm saying. (laughs) It was my... You watch a lot of motorsport. (laughs) You, I mean, I didn't know if you had NASCAR going on or Lamar or rally car or whatever else you were watching or who knows. So most racing series is wrapped up by now. So F1's the only thing I'm, I'm watching now. So it was my favorite race this weekend. Okay. You, sorry, Caleb. Didn't mean to do that to you. Your favorite race this weekend. Mine too. I'll be interested to see what this race looks like next year or the year after if the track is a little bit warmer. But this time of year, if they keep having it, so it'll probably hover around the same temperature. But I feel like it was unusually cold in Vegas for this one, and maybe that helped add to kind of the competitive nature of the race. But this this is great. If you missed this, 
recommend it to your friends who maybe have never watched Formula One, especially if they're here in the States. This would be a great, maybe the, the best United States Grand Prix in recent memory. This was really, really good. Caleb, any final thoughts before I take us to the outro? No, I don't think so. I think just go watch this race if you haven't already. It was a pretty awesome weekend. It feels like we were in Vegas for like two weeks for some reason. I don't know why. It was ages. I'm sure they felt that way too. Yeah. All those poor jet lagged people, like they were yeah. dead. And now they have to do this turnaround and go to Abu Dhabi next weekend. So they are going to be even more dead. Well, Caleb, uh, it was a lot of fun watching this race with you live. I think that also added to the enjoyment level and it's always nice when we could do that. And I appreciate your thoughts and I appreciate you guys listening. Hey, if you liked this, make sure you follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. We have more content just like this on YouTube at Formula Breakdown. We'll see you guys the next time.